and gentlemen out there in Ranger Country, welcome to Season 3, Episode Number 6. We had a few technical difficulties, and so this is our second attempt at recording this episode. We are on location today at the Ada Garage Bar because we decided it's Thanksgiving break, uh, so why go into school, into the studio? Let's get out there and do something a little bit different. We uh, have an amazing wait staff here today. Uh, Ember is taking care of us. Uh, Brad's got some gyros and some cheese curds and we're having adult beverages together and it's a good time brad what are we going to talk about on the podcast today john i'm i'm thrilled to be here and to hang out with you um we're here in ada i just got a killer workout in uh, thank you excuse me thank you Derek jacobs for putting me through it on the assault bikes hammered me so now i don't feel bad about eating cheese curds there and go. a gyro and having a few suds got a little um, extra sodium in your uh, blood i'm gonna i'm gonna feel the sodium tomorrow that's all right i'm just i'm just getting ready for tomorrow i'm that's gearing true. up yep. for tomorrow yep. uh well basically we got some school and community updates we're gonna do a gridiron growler basic update we're gonna do some ranger recommendations uh, but 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 really what we're here to talk about is uh you know you'd have to be under a rock to not know that we're we're 13 and 0 ranger football we're in the state finals on friday and this is a big and historic weekend for our town um, you know, we are uh, a very successful athletic program, you know, winning a state title in soccer, winning a state title in lacrosse. You know, we win district championships and regional championships, and we are, we have a high standard of excellence in Forest Hills Central. But, um, you know, there's just, you know, high school football. Um, thank you, thank Amber. you, Ember. Appreciate it. Um, high school football is so great for the community. It brings people together. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit of that, a little bit about that. But yeah, we'll be in here at uh, the Ada Garage uh, Garage Bar. We're watching some World Cup soccer. John and I before this, we were talking about how much we love uh, we love the game. Oh, th- who who just oh, yeah. scored? Is that Croatia that just got scored? Uh, I think it is. No. Oh, right over the top of the keeper's head there. So that is Spain. So Spain just scored, and uh, a little funny story. So uh, before before the Thanksgiving break. Um, I always show, and you know, November we're grinding it out, grinding it out, and and now you then, don't have to justify showing a documentary in your class to me, Brad. I, I, I show, understand. I show a it's documentary, okay. and I've done this for years, but it, but it, it kind of it fits into what I'm all about, and it's it's a documentary about uh, kind of grit and the human condition and overcoming odds. It's called the Barclay Marathons, and you've seen this. I have. It's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure that anybody with Netflix can watch it, and it is odd and fascinating, and uh, it's a really good watch. It's not just a marathon. It's an extreme marathon. It's the most extreme It's marathon. in the mountains of Tennessee, and it ends up being over 100 miles, and it's, it's absolutely grueling. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I show this documentary, and the kids, I tell them, TBA, trust Brad Anderson, because at first they're kind of like, what is this? And then they love it, and they're riveted. TBA. Is this often a thing that you use trust in your Brad class? Anderson. TBA. Yes, and they get a chuckle out of that. But anyway, so they start watching it, and they're all riveted, and 99% of the kids, they all come back. They're like, man, that was awesome. But at the back of the class, Chris Jongmo was sitting in the back, and he and I could see him like, kind of looking down and staring at his hand, and looking down and looking down. And I so I walked to the back, and like all of a sudden he, he perks up and he's mm-hmm. watching. Anyhow, I knew what he was doing. He's he's a huge soccer fan. He, he's a big soccer fan. He loves it. He's been looking forward to it. I heard him talking about it. He was watching USA versus Wales. Right. And uh, so end of class came, and I uh, I was wishing everybody well for Thanksgiving. I said, uh, Chris. Uh, I need to see you after class. Uh, make sure you come on up. And everybody was like, "Oh, what's going?" He he came up to the front, and I go, "Hey, how we doing? <laughs> did we did we score yet?" And he and he kind of like he cracked a smile. And I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm a huge World Cup fan. As are you, John? I right? am. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. I, was, I just had uh, on Friday, no, not Friday, I'm sorry, it was Tuesday, but on Tuesday, I had, I got three guys that come into my first hour class every single morning. It's Russ Raj and Bilal and Momin, and they're all big soccer guys. And so we talk a little bit about soccer, and uh, I believe it was Momin who came in first, and he was a little bit, um, he was crazy excited, but he was also a little sad because he follows Argentina. He really likes Messier, and they lost in the first that's round a, of group play to Saudi Arabia, to Saudi Arabia, who's that's not crazy. even a ranked team. So, guys, to put this in perspective, that's kind of like Central Michigan beating uh, the Bills in the NFL. <laughs> it's it's unlikely as that, and somehow it happened. And so now Saudi Arabia is leading their group play. They got that's three incredible. points. Now Argentina will probably come back and beat uh, Mexico and Poland and make it out because two teams make it out of the four teams of the group play. But if Saudi Arabia wins again. They're going to the World Cup, and that would be unprecedented for them because they are a, a true Cinderella story. It's like when you watch March Madness and somebody like Florida Gulf Coast University, yeah, uh, right. population 500, or the first time Loyola made it in, right. everybody was really excited about it. It's that right. kind of the situation. It's really intensely cool. Well, that's fun. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it, too, because um, I'm, I'm at home and we're watching Ecuador and um, – was it Cutter? Yep. Watch Ecuador and Cutter. Who, who's the host of the, the host, games the host of it. And uh, my, my kids are like, where's Cutter? Where's Ecuador? And so you get out the map and you kind of like show them where it is. And you talk a little bit about the culture. And then um, we watched England just route Iran. Yeah. Oh, 6-1 England, six, six, or something, England right? looks fantastic. England is supposed to be stupidly and, good and this I, year. And, and, and it's one of those, like, you have your teams that you kind of root for. Like, the United States has bowed out early each World Cup. So I end up rooting for, like, Iceland or England or you got to find a team, but I like Mexico. I, yeah, just that's so what you're excited. saying. You like They're Mexico. always so excited. That's fantastic. So anyhow, we're, we're sitting here. We're at the Ada, Ada Garage Bar where you can hear me chewing on a cheese curd. But uh, John, really, really it, um, busy few weeks here. Um, we had the Veterans Day Assembly. That was a great a assembly, ago. and it always is a great assembly. Yeah, so um, you, you were telling me there's we obviously have our bagpiper who comes through the hallway. Tom Bradley. We have all the seniors line the hallways. Yep. All the underclassmen and, and the juniors go to the gym and get situated. And all the seniors line the hallways. And you guys start the march from, I believe, the front office, right? Correct. Yeah, we, we start the march from there. And uh, I'm kind of the, uh, the great, I'm like the rabbit. So I, I walk about, you know, 20, 30 feet in front of the bagpiper because we don't assume that he knows the way to the gym, right? Right, so, correct. Um, but Tom Bradley is the player. And then you have behind him, you have the veterans, and then you have like Steve LeBenz and Steve Passanel. And then once they pass the seniors, the seniors fill in behind them. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, I, I, as I'm marching and the bagpipes hitting, I, I walk past you, Tony Saltini, Jared Lowe, Trevor Riley, Cal Carhart, Ken George, all good friends of mine. I can't look you guys in the eye because I'll, I'll lose it. Like it is very emotional. I think everybody can think of a veteran they know that they love um, or multiple you know I when I'm when I'm when I'm walking through that hall and I hear that bagpipe and I'm walking to the gymnasium I'm thinking about my grandfathers you know that yeah. fought in World War II and uh, you know saw some serious time and lost lost friends in the Pacific and I'm thinking about them yeah there's definitely you know. it's a very uh, solemn occasion but also there's a lot of reverence I would say you're correct I think about my grandfather who always on Veterans Day he would start crying because he thought about the friends that he lost right. in the South Pacific I think correct. about my dad and the tears that he would shed for the the guys he knew who went to Vietnam and never right. came didn't back. come back yeah so 
You know, that's something, you know what, we're, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a phrase that's actually used about us not to get too ethereal, but, uh, they call the, the millennial generation, I, I guess we're kind of zennials, John, me and you, like 80, 80, 81, 82, we're zennials. Um, we're kind of like, we straddle the two, the two, uh, 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 generations. We are like, they call us a wormhole, uh, in time because our grandparents, like every one of us all through elementary school, like every grandparent fought in World War II. True. Like you're like my my grandfathers fought in World War Two. Their friends were in World War Two. My friends, their grandfathers, they yeah. fought in World War Two. They they just all did. So everybody had a grandfather that they spent Thanksgiving and Christmas and the Fourth of July and vacations with that were at the Battle of the Bulge or Iwo Jima. You know, my my two grand one of my grandfathers was at Guadalcanal. The other one helped liberate uh, POW camps at uh, at Luzon in the Philippines under MacArthur. I mean, it's just like. So when you're marching, to bring it home, when we're marching, we're all, every guy that's 39, 40 years and older, we're thinking about those people um, that we knew and loved. And then I I think it's so enriching for our student body. Uh, We had Mike Tate, who was a 1999 graduate of Forest Hill Central, friend of mine. Um, Really good speaker, very good speaker. speaker. I saw him in the springtime and we had a conversation and I thought about it, I was like, this guy needs to come back and address because he's kind of a newer generation you know we've had people that served in vietnam we've had people that were you know of the older generation and they they were phenomenal and fantastic but mike he fought in the war in terror he was in iraq right. he he played for ken george and in, in, in ranger ball he was on tim mcgee's football team he played rugby um and in and, and very relatable and uh man it was great to hear his message yeah his message um one of his big messages not to bring ken george uh into this but it was uh, turn and be a player he said coach george always taught them as soon as the ball's in your hand you're not you're not just you you're not insecure you're not anxious you're turning and you're a player and right. so he took that mentality with him overseas and he said that it made him a better soldier and better prepared for life because he knew turn and be a player as soon as it's as it's going down Everything else is gone. I'm focused. I'm going to turn and I'm going to be a player. He had a great message, and it was great to hear from him, and he really captivated the kid. Our, our student body was awesome. I'm so proud of our, our, our students. They I mean, do a great job every year. They, with they, they do. Every year I'm nervous, and every year they prove, me, they prove me right that we have a great student body and great leadership, and it starts with our seniors and our juniors. And uh, our freshmen could use a little work, but they always can, and always, they usually fall in line by the time they're a sophomore. And, um, uh, Liz Couture. Liz Couture also spoke. Liz was, uh, she's the ne- uh, niece of Jack Zudzma. Jack Zudzma was the inspiration behind the wall. Uh, Steve Lombenz and I got a letter about four or five years ago from uh, Jack's sister uh, who lives in the area and uh, just spoke about how, uh, so those of you that don't know Jack Zudzma, he came from the Zudzma family. They own the Thornapple Hardware Store in Cascade. Long time family here in Cascade and uh, he went over to Vietnam and uh, 19 years old when he stepped when he stepped off the the you know into Vietnam, and he was one of those guys. He was a wrestler. He was a football guy. He was a hunter from Forest Hills, and uh, he was the first guy to volunteer to to go up the hill, to go in the tunnel, to, to if there was a misdrop of supplies, he was the guy to volunteer to go. And um, when he on a second tour, he he uh, he was killed in action. And uh, you know, at the time, a lot of those families didn't have resolution because of everything going on in the country. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of political divisiveness, just like there is now. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times those soldiers would come home to no acclaim at all. Not, or not, even if they not, didn't come well, home, it was still you know, just... Our, our grandfathers, when they came home, there was 
There were well, there were parades and there were circumstances. Correct. And the Vietnam veterans that came back, there was very little. And then to be KIA. So Liz came back and she talked about it. And I tell you what, you saw me, you know me, John. When I went to, I had to speak after her. Brad was a little bit choked up. You could tell. I I, I pride myself on being a pretty stoic, like I'm pretty unemotional when it comes, like I don't cry. I don't really cry much. And uh, I tell you what, I looked out at the crowd and I thought, I'm going to lose it. Like, this is, we're talking about an ultimate hometown hero. See, now, Brad, that's where we differ. I am known for crying constantly. Maybe not constantly, but I'll be watching a Disney movie with my daughter. (laughs) And, like, Coco, have you ever watched the movie Coco? Not to take it to a less serious uh, moment, but... Damn it, those movies make well, me cry watch, every time, and my daughter judges I me watch, for it, Brad. I watched Slumberland the other night. That's a new Disney movie out, Slumberland, and it's like about a daughter and her father. Mm. I tell you what, I had to like hide my eyes. I'm like rubbing my eyes. I got tears. And, but to bring you know, it back to the point, yeah. the reason that I always get choked up in all those movies, if, I, if it, a movie gets to me, it's because someone is sacrificing themselves to save someone else. Correct. It's... I know it's stupid, but movies like Wreck-It Ralph, he's trying to sacrifice himself to save someone else. Right. Big Hero 6. Any any movie where someone like is willing to put themselves on the line to save somebody else, Saving Private Ryan, I'm a mess. And yeah. and it's because it goes back to this, this principle of people, they're sacrificing all the potential, all the experiences, all the lives they could have lived. They're giving that away to protect somebody else yeah. and that's what the veterans day assembly is all yeah. about so it, we we i think we i think we do a pretty good job i like to i like to say that we you know we're really lucky we got an administrative staff that really is supportive steve passanaugh is all about it oh he loves it and he and he is so supportive and um and then we have you know obviously steve LeBend. steve works tirelessly to uh help veterans and steve's out there organizing guys to go work in the yards of these folks help them with fall cleanup help them with spring cleanup time. yeah i'm not sure how much we've talked about steve LeBend's on this podcast but he was one of the the catalysts for this even coming into existence he he pushed me to get the grants to create the podcast did studio he? he's a radio know. guy he worked in radio we, for why, years why haven't we had him on there? i don't know because he's got a better voice than either one of us <laughs> and he's got years of experience he wanted there to be a radio uh uh, broadcast at the school and for some reason that's never come about and so in this modern age I got the podcast thing rolling and that was a in big part because of him in large part because he pushed me to do so yeah, we could talk he's the reason I'm teaching right now one of one of the reasons among among the many great educators that I had you want to talk about a hometown hero Steve LeBenz the silver fox yeah the he's sil- a hometown hero <laughs> the silver fox that needs to be a plaque above his door absolutely so I want to thank our team Laura Stiles getting the student council out Lisa Penninga helping with the breakfast. Jay Jellier in the media center having it just decorated and looked awesome. Tom Bradley, the bagpiper. Laura Zillhaver and the orchestra, and they played the um, the Armed Forces medley, and then Sean Ivory and the Central Singers and the Chorale sounded great in Flanders Fields, and it was an overall great assembly, and uh, you know, glad to honor those veterans. And, we, and anybody listening out there that, has, that was or has a loved one that served, we certainly appreciate you. Uh, on, on a much lighter note, John, how great was that snow day? Oh, so, okay, I love a good snow day. I told my students, you know, days before that, that snow day occurred, that uh, there's nothing there's nothing ever going to make me turn a snow day into a virtual learning day. I'm not, you know, that's un-American in my opinion. That's but, why we're brothers, man, because I said right. the same thing. I'm like, 
I'm like, look, I, I know, know we're it's going to put me day. behind, but we're, dang it, you're going to go home and you're not going to do anything for me on a snow day because that is some of the best nostalgia that I can look yeah, back man. on. And I'm not going to take that away from you. I, I am increasingly becoming more analog. Like, as we go, I, I don't want these kids, I don't want these kids logging on to, you know, Canvas or Google Classroom or, you know, what, like, come on, go, hey. Make some hot cocoa. Go I got sledding. my fill of that stuff during COVID, man. My, my I, kids were I outside. Can't do it. My my kids, my little, my five year old, she was outside all day, sledding, playing in the snow, making snow. I, I shoveled the driveway thrice. Loved every minute of it. My back was sore, but I loved I love being out. And uh, my neighbor, uh, the Penningas, Murph Penninga, he he uh, he has a wood burning stove. So whenever it, it, it gets below a certain temperature, he's out burning wood. You can smell the burning wood. Kids are sledding. It's like. It, 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 it's great. So it's like such a Norman a, Rockwell painting in your neighborhood, man. It is such a Norman Rockwell painting. So, anyhow, uh, real quick, uh, Gridiron Growler recap. Uh, Gridiron Growler um, came down. It, it was a great game. It, Ada Athletic Club versus the Cascade Village Commanders. I played on the Ada Athletic Club. Uh, first half dominated by the Cascade team. Uh, Noah Coleman, QB sneak into the end zone, diving, diving into the end zone. I missed the tackle. Uh, a couple other guys did. Noah was slippery. Uh, Sretton Franovic is on that team. He's a wrestling uh, guy, football guy. He was a fullback, and uh, he had a lot of great runs. And um, but we went into, we went into the half zero to seven, and then we came back out. And the Ada Athletic Club was like played possessed. Um, yeah. uh, Nick, Mike Castillo, who you know, and, that guy is uh, untouchable. Mike Castillo is like timeless, and uh, he had a little halfback pass, run up the field, bounced off a few guys in the end zone I for think, a touchdown. So I played in uh, maybe five gridiron growlers. And I think I've tackled Mike Castillo one time. And I've He's tried to bring many, down. many more times than that. But I, I don't have the quickest reflexes out there. So, I, I, yeah, you I've got, gotten him you, once. He, you, he's, and I he's, felt pretty good about that. He's very shifty and very athletic. Um, his then, hips seem to move independent of his upper body. Correct. And that's what made him a great wrestler and a great football player. Um, so then Nick Ketcher has perhaps one of the greatest runs in the history of the gridiron growler. He, um, little pit, he was either a pitch or a screen pass. And he ends up trotting down the sidelines. He broke like five or six tackles. If you want to see the game film, you can go to gridirongrowler.com. Uh, all the plays are whittled down to about 20 minutes, and you can see the plays. And uh, I'm, uh, John, I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I, I, I kicked the two extra points, so we, we ended up winning 14 to seven. And uh, it was a heck of a Donnie Brook, man. But I got to give a shout out to the Riley brothers, Trevor Riley, who we teach with, and Trenton Riley, his brother. Trenton Riley was the uh, was named defensive player of the game. He was incredible as the end, pass rushing. We it took everything we could to uh, to, to to keep keep him off our uh, to keep him off our QB Keith and Strat, who had a great game as well. So, anyhow, the uh, the the Ada oh, team man, ended up winning fourteen Keith to seven. Throw the ball this year, dude. He After is his money. performance in, in in cornhole, you still let him throw things, dude. He, it was incredible. <laughs> he he was such a good QB. So the so I the, kid Keith is so, an amazing guy. I've just so, beaten him so, in cornhole so, a couple so, times, so I got to hold that over <laughs> him. Got, that's that's so all. The, so the vintage game is different. I love it because. The vintage game, it's a, it's a, we're playing with a 1920s melon spalding ball, and the, 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 you can you can bomb it down the field, but basically it comes down to oh I thought that was I thought that was Messner, um, you you can you can't really bomb it down the field. It's more like halfback passes, dumps over the center. Um, it's a lot of RPO, you know, run pass options. It's just like run some short slot routes. Yeah, kind of it's thing. just it's just it, it, it's it's a fun style of game that suits 40 and 50 year olds. So. Anyways, Ada Athletic Club comes up with a win, 
14 to 7. And uh, I want to invite you, John. We're going to hold on Super Bowl Sunday. So the big consensus was, like, why do we do this one day a year? Why Every we year do we say that. We're like, why can't we do a series of two or so, three days? So what I came up with is we're going to do a Snow Bowl Winter Classic on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, there's a great story that goes along with that. I ran into a guy at a gas station driving a old school bus that had been decked out with uh, various uh, uh, beer signs and this and that. I said, hey, man, this is last Super Bowl. What are you doing? He's about 60 years old. He goes, for the last 28 years, me and a group of my friends get together and we play a Snow Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday uh, football game at Cascade Park. And I was just enamored by this. I'm like, that is fantastic. So we're going we're gonna to follow in those footsteps and we're going to do a two-hand touch, 7v7, Snow Bowl Classic on Super Bowl Sunday, and you're invited. You know, I'm, I'm excited about that, Brad. I got to say, speaking of nostalgia, we talked about nostalgia on the snow days. When I was a kid... Back in uh, Bronson, Michigan, I had friends that were in Colon, Michigan, which is a terrible town name. I understand that. But uh, we used to play every year. We played the Snow Bowl. And it was around Super Bowl. It was January, February right in there. It. And when, it, when the snow was deep and we would get together. And that was we always played tackle, too, by the way. And that was the first time in my life that I ever got tackled so hard <laughs> that my teeth rattled. And uh, a little bit. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was it was a well, blast. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're not gonna tackle, but we'll do a little two hand touch. We'll play it with an NFL ball. Yeah, we're gonna do some enthusiastic two hand touch. We'll, I know how this works. Yeah, you know how you know the game. Uh, but uh, we'll go out. We'll play, and then you, you'll feel better about filling your body with sodium and nachos and whatever else. So um, that's lots that's of meats and cheeses. <laughs> there you go. From from. Uh, from the, uh, the Camp Rock Corner Growler Station. Yes, sir. Uh, so anyhow, that's kind of a little bit of update on what's going on here. Just a quick community update. Ada Chili Cook-Off and Beer Festival, Saturday, December 3rd. It was 11 to 4 p.m. And I think I talked my wife into going this year, Brad. Did you? Yeah. I told her, and I'm not sure if this is 100% true, but I told her that there will be some vegetarian chilies out there. <laughs> Uh, there might be a couple. You lied. <laughs> you lied. I bet there's at least one. <laughs> hey, hey, whatever it takes. Whatever it little, takes. That's a little Machiavellian, John. I think I also got uh, my buddy Andy. I think he's going to come. My friend Pam. Uh, I think I'm going to. I might get my whole friend group well, out there this well, time. We're going to put judges. the kids somewhere. They're older. Do now. we need a sash this year? Should we do a sash? I wanted a sash last year, or a crown, or something, or maybe like I, a baker's hat. I don't know. I think I think we need to do a sash, just me and you. Just like, you know, I'll get on Amazon today. Let's, let's and special see what I can order find for us. judges. Okay, I, we might not get invited back, but doggone it, we're gonna wear a yes, sash. Yes, we will. We'll become the. You know, everybody loves the person who stands out from the crowd yeah. to some extent. We're gonna we're gonna do sashes. So that's uh, that's December third, eleven to four p.m. The Ada Be Santa there looking for the looking for the people drinking chili and uh, um, wearing, wearing sashes, sashes. <laughs> and holding cookie tins. Um, Ada Santa Parade is 10 to 11 a.m. Uh, the night before is one of my favorite nights. It's Tinsel Trolley and Treats oh, on yeah. December 2nd. It starts at 5 p.m. I will see you right around. Ada. Last year we talked about this. Um, I think maybe on the last episode. Last year we got a picture with Santa Claus. Correct. You and I. <laughs> yeah. Santa. We, no, no, we no. Never got not, that not with Santa Claus on Santa Claus' lap. I believe. Yes, we sat right <laughs> on the sleigh on Santa's lap, and yeah. I, we never got that picture. And I think that might have been our fault in hindsight. I mentioned that to one of my friends and Pam, and she said that we were supposed to go online and get that picture so that okay. we might have missed out well, on that we might have to go it may, maybe sounds it's like longer. something we might need to do again this year my friends well in what makes this even better is that the ada social district is open so you you can you know grab a drink from the garage bar or luna or uh, uh mud penny mud penny or gravel bottom and you can uh, walk around and enjoy the grill 
and uh, you know, you know, I'm going to make a huge suggestion, and I'm I'm hoping that the um, I'm hoping that the um, powers that be are listening. They need to strategically place porta johns around the town. Probably a good idea. You know, you know just what I mean. A couple of banks because them, I'm telling you what, I'm with a five, nine, and twelve year old, and it never fails that we're like trotting to the next place and it's like i've got to go to the bathroom and you're like uh okay you know then you're hoping that i will say that the church was an excellent place to go to the bathroom the church is where santa claus was i think they had multiple stalls and right we we went down there to see santa claus and i think they gave us popcorn and then the girls hit the restrooms that was a good that was a big deal all right you got your strategy because gravel bottom was you know it's one stall two doors that didn't work out you're gonna be waiting a while so um looking forward to uh, seeing everybody down there at the the tinsel trolley and treats and that's december 2nd and they light the uh they light the bridge that night i think at 5 or 6 p.m they light the bridge and then it kind of starts off the festivities and you can go all over downtown and 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 have a great time so um anyhow that's that that's all the uh the updates on things uh good willie on december 13th is having their um their, their Christmas Carol, and then John, you have in your hand. I do. I have the, in my hand the Ada Cascade Bugle, this newest uh, edition of the Ada Cascade Bugle, which you handed me, and we talked about before when we were trying to record before the <laughs> um, before everything went to pot. But uh, I'm very intrigued with this. This uh, this edition has um, it's got our Veterans Assembly on the picture. Here with you Mike took Tate. you took that photo. You're right. I did. I, you know, photographer uh, extraordinaire. Cross-country team going to state. Cross-country team, yeah, I'm excited absolutely. about this. I hear Lisa Penninga has a book review and this as well. And John's Local Gems. Take uh, a look on the oh, back. yeah, there I am. Schnitz Ada Deli. Schnitz Ada. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. John's Local Gems. And then you've got, uh, I have a little bit of an editorial. I'm, I'm trying to take my editorial. Brad, and, this um, is going to be a, uh, you're going to tell me every time uh, this is coming out so we can continue to do this, right? Absolutely. You're in, right? Yeah. I, I love the opportunity to write an article for a newspaper. So That's I'll, so cool. I'll, I'll speak ahead. I was going to mention this later on, but uh, this is kind of before the meat of what we're talking about today. The uh, the Ada Cascade Bugle could use their your support. And uh, December 5th, we're coming out with a, a membership drive um, because ultimately, our goal, John, John and I, with the podcast, with all the different things, all the different events that we do, uh, we're trying to create positivity and trying to create uh, bonds of community, and we're trying to build that like that 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 middle ring of um, community. Like what we need, good news, right? Like I'm, I'm turning off my social media. I'm not watching the news. My news now comes in paper form. And I want to know like what's going on in our community, and I want to hear it on the podcast, and I want to hear it from the people. But uh, so anyways, the paper could use your support. We're going to be doing a membership drive. And the bottom line is this. Um, we need to print it and we need to send it out. And I know people go, hey, why don't you put it digitally? No, that defeats the purpose. I'm analog. I want to have a cup of coffee and hold a newspaper Correct. in my hands. As do I. And not only that, I, I'm not going to put it online. And I'm not and I'm not just going to put a stack at the DNW. I will put a stack at the DNW. But I want everybody to get a copy. I want 3,500 copies sent out to Ada Cascade. And uh, it, it does have a cost associated with it. Luckily, we've had some people step up in, in, in the first four editions to help me. But uh, ultimately, we want this to be sustainable. So keep an eye out. We're going to be doing a membership drive. And any and all help, you know, I, I look at it this way. There's 9,000 families in the Ada Cascade area. If just a third of those helped out and pitched in five, ten bucks, we could, we could run the paper for two years. Yes, it's a great message, Brad, and it, it really is a good idea. Um, so that just made me think about something, having the support 
and, and, and doing a membership drive. I, I kind of want to mish some things together real quickly. I want to do my Ranger recommendation right now yeah. because of what you just brought up. I'm actually, this is a little untraditional, but I want to I recommend Irish Roofing, okay. which is a, a decent-sized company here in Cascade. Yeah. And the they're reason I want to do that, they, they have offered their support. They've bought uh, yearbook ads in the past, and they're really, really good people, and it's a good company. I just recently used them this summer for my roof. They did a great job. But while I was downtown Grand Rapids at the, at the Santa Claus Parade this year, uh, one of their guys walked by and handed me a card for a free turkey or ham. Get out of here. Yeah, and I was like, what's this for? And he's like, well, we're trying to give back to people in need. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really in need. Yeah. But then I thought about it, and I went down there, and I, I picked up the turkey. And they also they gave me a turkey, a ham, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. Shut the front door. They gave me a whole Thanksgiving in a box. And I have somebody who I know who is very much in need. And I gave them that, and it was beautiful, man. Um, Julia and I, my daughter and I talked about it. We picked out the person <coughs> we wanted to give it to, and they uh, they were tearful. It was, it was a beautiful Dude, moment. That is fantastic. And that happened because Irish Roofing is willing, like they're interested in giving back to the community. They are. So that's a shout out, not just to the company, but also this, <coughs> sorry, the Cybotham family. Correct. Is a big part of that. I saw Sal Cybotham yeah. there. Sal and Audrey. Who I barely recognized because he's been out for so long he's and now he's, he's a grown man. And I was like, wait, I can't recognize you through the beard and all the layers of clothing you're wearing. But anyway, Irish Roofing is my Ranger recommendation because they are also interested in building community and giving right. back. Right. And maybe you should touch base with them. Maybe we could work out something with Irish Roofing. Um, they're a great company. So yeah, they are. I, I, throw it I out would love, and you know, if businesses want to reach out, we'll put advertisements in if families want to help out. You know, I mean, think about it 10 bucks and you'll get 12 editions, you know, so. Uh, we'll talk about that. Ch keep your eye open for the 80 Cascade Bugle. It's a, it's a passion project of mine, now yours, Lisa Penninga, uh, FHC Sports Report, Tony Saltini, Ken George, and the Central Trend. I think, and it, did Serena Thede write something for Serena Thede, Serena Thede writes in it. So FHC Sports Report is, is very much involved in the sports section. And then we just kind of put it together, and we're just trying to get news out to you. Like you said, John, I, I love sitting in my in the Streamside Hall in the third stall garage and sitting at my, my table and uh, pulling out the paper and just reading reading over it and it's great to get those updates and you better believe this is a segue you better believe that the battle in the blizzard is gonna be covered. Did you just coin that name? I coin I'm coining it right That's now. Beautiful. The battle in the blizzard is gonna Okay, so shifting gears, the battle in the blizzard that took place Saturday. On the frozen tundra of Forest Hills. <laughs> Saturday, November 19th, will go down as one of the greatest high school football games I've ever seen, and I dare say one of the more gutsy and gritty performances in, in our athletic program history. To set the stage for you, <clears throat> we, have a we have a Friday snow day. The weather is, I mean, they're telling you stay off the roads. They're saying, you know, if you must travel, carry a flashlight, extra food, water, you know, Always blankets a with you. A yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's this kind of like, it's unseasonable for November. We get absolutely dumped on, and uh, our guys need to play Dexter. And, and here's the great thing about our football team. <clears throat> Testament to those guys. Mona Shores, man, they're going to be unbeatable. We beat them. We beat them. East, East Lansing pushes us to the last minute. We beat them. And now we have the Dexter Dreadnoughts 
Dexter has three guys that are committed to D1 Big correct, Ten programs. Correct, They're running back, Two a, going a tight to Michigan, end. one going to MSU. Yeah. A so tight end, a wide receiver, and a running back, so all going to Big Ten So they're, they're a threat immediately on paper. But all week long, we saw the weather coming. And uh, I, ha I have all these guys in class, or I see them in the hallways, or they're wrestlers of mine. And I'm just, they're like, the weather favor favors us. The weather favors us. They said it all week. Like, they did. If it snows, the weather's going to favor us. We are a it's, ground and pound team. Absolutely. So, so the snow that day wasn't flying that much in the first half. And uh, what, what happens is, yeah, against the dreadnoughts, is, you know, we had, okay. Personally, my, my thought is we dominated the game. We dominated the game offensively, defensively. They had one or two big plays and they happen to score on one of them. Yep. And they happen to score on one of them. But if you've watched Ranger football in the last several years, you know we are a second half team. We're in this good shape. True. We are in good shape. We are well coached. We have grit. These guys fight to the bitter end. We do not give up. And so four times we gave up the ball on downs. In, in, in three times in the red zone, if I'm not mistaken. Three times in the red zone, one interception in the red zone, and you know you can't blame uh, you can't blame the guys because the snows start flying, oh, yeah. and it's just like conditions are not it's, ideal. It's the wind is whipping, the snow is flying, and and so anyways. Can you imagine how hard it is to play cornerback or cover somebody as a safety or a strong safety uh, out for a deep pass when the snow and the wind is blowing like that? It, it and so the no, I cannot. I can't either. I mean, so, the little that I can imagine Monday, is me trying to cover Mike Castillo. So, <laughs> I, I, so I asked JT Hartman on Monday. I'm like, man, how did you, how did you know where to go? He goes, man, just go forward. He goes, uh, yeah, you just go forward. He's a put your head down and he, run kind he of a might, guy. He is a he is a wrecking crew. You know, and among who yeah. JT Hartman reminds me of is uh, so Corum from Michigan. Not yeah. to get biased, but he is he's the kind of guy who can make some moves and he'll get open. And then when he's in the open field, if he sees that he's about to be tackled, he lowers his shoulder, shoulder yes. and he goes right into that guy. He's got guy. that Jim Brown And JT type absolutely quality, does just, that same thing. Yeah, he's right. like, if, if we're going to hit, you're going to feel it more yeah, than yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to lay one on you. I'm going to put a hat on you. But uh, So we're down 7-0 at the half, and that's when start it starts whipping. Like the, the snow picks up, the wind picks up, the temperature drops, and it's like... We're in for just an absolute brawl on the on the field, and um, I tell you what, it, it, with minutes left, with minutes left, it's zero to seven. Dreadnoughts are looking good, and um, I think Mac, I think it was Max Richardson, causes a fumble. Um, uh, uh, Hudkins, Ty Hudkins, sophomore, by the Hud way, yeah, yeah, sophomore stud. Hudkins recovers it. And we all, I mean, everybody's going nuts, right? Because Hudkins recovers it. And by the way, we haven't talked enough about uh, on here about Ty Hudkins. I got to say something. Um, that kid's a prodigy. He really is. He, in, in absolute stud, such a good Offensive young man. And defensive. Um, you know, he comes from such a great family. And uh, I got nothing but respect for, for Greg and Stacy. And obviously his sister Grace I had in class. She's a, my, my daughter's like, Grace is my daughter's like ultimate role model for all the things he did with music and volleyball. Anyways, Ty, okay, this guy he dominates on the football field. He's a great basketball player, great baseball player. He's a great athlete, right? One of the best athletes walking our school, mm -hmm. if not the right. And and he's not arrogant and, about it. And he again. deflects, and that's that's the thing about all these guys. He and JT 
and, and Mason and Ray McDonald to Noah Hartle. They, they, yeah, they deflect and Justin Oserhouse. You'll be like, he, you ran that through after two two yards after the Yeah, they're the like, tackle. oh, it was great, yeah, great. You know, yeah, it was a good effort. Team effort, man. Yeah, I had good blocking. Effort. Yeah, so so humble, and they just deflect. And I and I and I want to know, like, I'm around these guys all summer long with strength and conditioning. I've seen these guys raised and grown up, and I know it's coming from their dads. It's Todd Hartman. It's Tim Rogers. It's Greg. It's Dave Fortino, and and they're just like getting these guys like hey you are a excuse my friend you're badass true but but you know what stay humble and and that makes it even easier to root for him so ty gets the fumble it recovers the fumble and we got we got hope we got hope at this point which which kind of started the the momentum shift and on the last possible play of the game with literally no time left on the clock mason mcdonald connects on a touchdown pass to sam snyder and and we're and and we're and we're and okay now it's six to seven but here's where my my heart is like pounding no nove i love andrew nove big love shout nove. out to andrew nove actually i have to tell you a story about him after you continue this recap so so nove so this is where i'm like i'm so i'm gonna i'm gonna put it all on the table here it's six to seven nove does a routine pat we're in overtime and it's out of his hands right he misses it. I don't even want to say it. He misses it. That will be replayed by him and everyone on that team for the rest of his life. True. Correct? Yeah. That's that's Al Bundy. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so I was going to do a lot of 80s pop culture, but I don't know that anybody cares so, about so, it. But, but here's the deal. But, like, so I'm feeling for the kid. I'm feeling for the team. The stress and I'm like, of that moment. I'm like, dear God, just hit the PAT. Because at this point, you can't we're in white uniforms you can't even see the players true and and so like i can't all it's going to take is a slick spot on the field a bad uh, bad snap uh you know a little bit of it takes uh, very little, little to screw up a kick correct and and it's whip and win he nails it and we're in it's it's overtime you talk, so now we go to overtime the two most agonizing positions on a football field i've said this one 100 percent is the punt returner waiting for that that weird spinning i'm gonna add one long ball. snapper Long snapper stressful too, but the holder for the the kicks, like you got to catch that snap, you got to set it down, you got to spin it right before laces the, out. Right, laces out, Dan. That that's a stressful <laughs> position. Uh, and so yeah, so Nove hits the extra point. We are in overtime, and then like we score two touchdowns. We get the ball first. Yeah, as soon as Hart we get into touch uh, overtime, all of a sudden overtime. we're very Hartman, prolific. Hartman, okay, you got to go back, and it's it was on Fox, it was on WZZM, it was on Wood TV eight. You got to go on to the, you got to go on, and you got to see this run. Hartman gets the ball in in overtime, bounces off one player, shifts, goes right, goes left, pounds through, and it's almost like I mean, it would it would have taken freaking Mike Singletary, the fridge himself, right? Or was it Singl who's the fridge? Oh, who's man. the fridge? It I was gonna go with Jerome Bettis, the boss. It would have well, it would to take him down. I don't yeah. know who to take him down. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It would have taken, it would have taken oh, Troy Palomalu, Ray, Ray Ray Lewis to take him down. Yes. I'm telling you what, one of the greats. I, I feel like JT at that JT point. JT yards after contact, Hartman. Yes. Yeah, JT. I feel like nothing was gonna take him down at that point, and uh, he scores the touchdown, hands the ball off Barry Sanders style there to the official. There are families that I know besides JT's family that have that like intrinsic motivation to succeed in sports you know there is a grit that you can't coach you know this you're a coach i'm a coach there there are some things that you can't coach it just has to be there and jt 
and and the, all the Hartmans that I know, they have that internal fire that says, "I'm either going to do this or die trying." Yeah, with it or on it attitude, and what a what a just what a great moment. So he scores. Dexter uh, Nove hits the extra point. Dexter comes back comes back and scores. Dexter hits the extra point, and now the snow you virtually can't see the field. Like it's it, it not, you can't see the lines. They had to stop to shovel the end zone the, the goal line. They had to stop to shovel the goal line. So then, this time, Dexter gets the ball first. Credit to our defense. You know, Crandall Quinn, Raymond Cargill, Brady Droogie, Lucas Force. Lucas Force. I mean, these guys are like just they, – they kept us in the game. We don't say The enough. defense kept us. I, we talk about Raymond Cargill a lot because he gets great penetration. We've mentioned uh, Lubin and Wing. Uh, being that D line that's impenetrable, we haven't talked about Lucas Ford. That kid's a wild card. He comes, he comes out of nowhere. He causes, he causes well, then fumbles. You, I mean, he, yeah, and you he got ta tackles yeah. people behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you got Max Richardson. You got Joey Wing. I can't. Uh, Reese Roskamp. Richardson is a sophomore. That blows Dude, my mind. Dude, he, it, it's he incredible. He plays like a senior. Well, his his work ethic is unparalleled. But anyways, so so now it's so now it's fourteen fourteen. We go into the second overtime. We stuff the dreadnoughts three in a row. They kick a field goal, and now it's now it's our game. Like now it's our game. And I don't know if it was the second or third down, but Mason McDonald, who again, you know, super humble kid, just a just dynamic player. You know, he. I mean, let's let's face it, right? Osterhaus is our guy all year. Yep. Right. Osterhaus is, is the skipper. Mason McDonald. You gotta love this next man in mentality. He'd been playing what every four series. He comes in. In the playoffs, and we don't miss a beat. He's like he is next man up, next man in. It's like freaking There's Tom Brady coming in from Jubilee. Because because Osterhaus Brady has obviously he's been the captain. He's been the guy. Osterhaus is money. Big he's, north south runner. Absolutely, he's he's, he's throwing dimes. He's but Mason McDonald has to step in. Osterhaus has some kind of a high ankle sprain or something along those lines. He's yeah. he's out, yeah. unfortunately yeah. for him. I mean, he's a junior, so he'll be back next year. Yeah. But, you know, he gave everything he had, but he can't go out there and play with this kind yeah. of an injury. Mason McDonald steps in, and he's he's so dynamic. Yeah, All of a sudden, there's a different, different aspect of running so, and throwing. So I, I think it has a lot to do with these guys. This these whole guys junior class. There's junior no class. one and two. There's one A and one B, I well, think. Well, there's one, there's one. This junior class has played together since second grade. They know each other. They're, these guys are hanging out on Friday nights together. They're, they're just thick as thieves. And so Mason McDonald gets the QB sneak, runs it in, and you look at the video. Look at the video. He, he, it's like inches over the goal line. And the referees are looking at it, looking at it, and then they signal, and it's like game. I mean, guys are running out. They're doing snow angels on the field. Coaches are celebrating. John, one of the single greatest victories in FHC athletic history, in my opinion, battle in the blizzard is going to go down as a, as a great memory. There's some pictures that are going to be, uh, you know, immortalized. And, you know, some people go, oh, hey, it was the state semifinals. You're damn right it was the state's. Listen, was, listen, we're, listen you, don't have to get, you don't have to get me going to talk about the fact that we're a public school. We're a hometown, but, yeah, we're a suburb. There's a lot of kids in our district that should go, go to Central. But because of Spanish immersion, Chinese immersion, whatever, they drive past our high school, they go to North. So, like, we, 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 defy, we defy the odds with our athletics. We defy the odds. And uh, our, our football team, the, 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 Tim Rogers coined this phrase years ago, just prove it. 
and we just prove it on the field. And we're not gonna talk, we're not gonna hype, we're just gonna prove it. And our guys on Saturday incredibly proved it. And uh, here, here's the interesting thing, 13-0, best record in FHC history. No most ma- most no winning how, team, percentage-wise, no matter, no matter history. No, no matter how it goes down on, on Friday against De La Salle, Warren De La Salle, we is the best record in FHC history. Um, hopefully we finish out with a state championship, but regardless, most wins in a season. We returned to the state finals. Uh, last time we lost 17 to 13 to Bloomfield Hills Harrison in the Class 8 state finals. I rewatched that game last night on YouTube. I put it on time and a half, sped through it, um, enjoyed the game. Man, I wish the- you would have told me. I would have done the same. <laughs> we could have both done our homework. We could have. And, and, so here, and here's the interesting thing. 28 years ago to the day, we will be playing for a state championship. That's amazing. November 25th. And I can tell you, this means the world to these boys. They are, so they're leaving their homes on Thanksgiving. 5.30 p.m. On Wednesday, when a lot of people are, are eating and, and hanging out with family, they're gonna, they're gonna say their goodbyes. They're gonna go get on a bus. They're gonna drive to Detroit. They're gonna stay at a nice hotel. Let's not be crazy. Yeah, they're right. staying at like the Embassy Suites or something sure. like that. So they're gonna be doing okay. And they're gonna be playing at Ford Field. This means for a state championship. everything. I guarantee you, Tim Rogers hasn't taken his eyes off of game film since he found out he was playing this game. Yeah. He was out this week. I don't think it was because he was sick. I think he was <laughs> watching film. Well, I got to tell you. I Osterhaus know. missed one of my classes. He was probably at home watching <laughs> film just so well, he the, could help the team. The, the exhausting nature of what these guys do. So you're playing a month after the fact. And uh, these coaches are just Exhaustion so committed. Exhaustion start to add up yeah, here. But, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're so committed and they're so... So uh, so incredible, but uh, you know, 28 years ago to the day, we played for the state finals, and here's here's something cool. Here's some names from the past. Um, you got Adam Shirlow, Ben Greeman, whose daughter I have in class. These are the guys who played in '94. This is right? this is 1994. This is the '94 the team. Scott Cosgrove at center, Ben Kerr, Luke Stepanovich. I wrestled with uh, Matt Stepanovich, who's uh, my drill partner as a senior. Mike Miller, tight end. John Quinlan, John Millhouse was the QB. John Rourke is a guy we've been talking about for 28 years. John Rourke was an absolute terror at running back. You got Brian Griffin at fullback, Jay McKellar at flanker. Uh, here's our defense, John Rourke at defensive end. Mike Miller, D tackle, uh, Josh Quinlan, Stepanovich, Jeff Stewart, uh, DN, Brian Griffin, Tom Bailey. The Bailey family's all over. Um, you know, Joe and Pat are still in the area. I think yeah. Tom's kids came through here. I think several here. of these people are still living here For in sure. Forest Hills. You got yeah, Chris Barnaby, Dave Vorce, Mike Vorce, Rob, even. You know, and, and you know, the connections, you could, we could we could do a whole separate podcast. Here's, here's just one story for you. So, Evan Lubin. You gotta love Evan. Evan wrestled uh, heavyweight force last year. Evan's been in the mix. Uh, Evan with the football is my team. across the street neighbor. I've known Evan. Evans. I moved into the neighborhood in 2005, and Tina Lubin was living across the street. Huge FHC Evan. supporter. Evan was a young kid. He had an older brother, Brayden. Uh, Evan, he was. I'm not gonna lie. He was a little lazy as a freshman. He was. He was a lazy kid. Oh, come on. And now you look, no, uh, this is accolades. You look at him on the football field the last two years. You look at him in the classroom. I can't, it's a FERPA violation to say any more than that, but that kid has a worse work ethic. He has a great work ethic. Uh, somebody actually said to me, who is that lineman who sprints off the field when That's he's Evan out? Lubin. Nobody else 
runs off the field like he does. That kid is coachable. He is yeah. hardworking. He is the. He's a fighter. He exemplifies that yeah. that uh, hard hat lunch pail yes. mentality. Agreed. And and you know what the character arc. I'm glad you bring that up. It's like, you know, here's a young man who. Has has embraced the embrace the suck. That's that's a saying. I love that Tim, they say that. Yeah, embrace the suck. And hey, that's, that, it, it sucks to condition. And, and it he sucks is, to sprint off and, the field when you're exhausted. And Evan does it, and you do. You see him every day. So here's a great story. Evan started wearing the num, uh, number seventy two mm-hmm. in seventh grade. So he's number seventy two. So you're watching on Friday, either at the game or on Bally, um, because his uncle Ben Greenman wore seventy two when he played for Central back in the 90s okay follow me here so since seventh grade ben has ben has kind of like jokingly teased evan by texting or calling before game like don't don't let number 72 down right like don't don't embarrass the number and, and so ben greenman his his daughters in my class taylor ben um was on the 1994 state championship team i just read his name i watched him last night in the game I did not even make that connection correct so okay so he's on the state championship team as a senior goes to the state finals now, Evan, wearing number 72, is going to the state is finals. Going to the state and, finals. He, and Evan is a crucial component on that line. The doggone right he is. I mean, so, so, yeah. so, so, the joke, so the joke, I guess, amongst the family is like, so all these years, Evan's been getting this like, hey, man, you know, don't embarrass. So now he wins a state championship. He's the number 72 in the Lubin household. But you and know like, what? what a cool, like, what a generational story, right? Yeah. Uncle plays on the state championship team. Now he's playing in the state finals. Same number. Like, that's the kind of town we live you in, right? You want to talk about intrinsic motivation. It starts at home. It really does. You know, we talk about coachable kids. That, that starts at home. That kind of, uh, hey, Get out there and give it your all. They didn't say, they didn't say win a championship. They didn't say win a state championship. They said don't let seventy two down. Get out there and give it everything you've got. Yeah. And and he maybe does. that's the reason he's sprinting off the field. He does too. That kid, I'm telling you, he's got the best work ethic that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And good for that him. That is saying well, something. That's so credit to his mom Tina, uh, his dad Jeremy, and uh, his uncle. Yeah, so so uh, you know, tip of the cap to the to the Lubin family, to the Greenman family, and uh, we hope you enjoy the uh, last high school football game for number seventy-two. But I and hopefully gotta, we get another one. I got to give a story about Nove while we're talking about the football team. Okay. Like I said, he's the kicker. They call him Das Boot, which is German for the boat, uh, but they, they mean the boot. Yeah, they're not great with uh, German, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Nove has been in my class. He's in my class this year. He was in my class last year. He's a great kid. You think about kickers as being usually kind of like slider of build. Uh, He's a bodybuilder. He is a bodybuilder. <laughs> that kid is absolutely ripped, yoked, and jacked. And I work out at the YMCA, and every time I go to the gym, he's there, and he sees me with my daughter. Julia is working out because she wants to be a wrestler. So she Fantastic. actually she dragged me to the gym this week, by the way, and I'm still sore from it. But uh, we're working out, and I'll be doing. I'll be on the machines. I'll do, be doing my third set, and Nova'll see me, and he'll walk over, and he'll say, "Hey, no, four more, four more, Fisher, come on," <laughs> and he'll count them out, or five more. Come on, you got more than this in you, and I mean, I guess it's kind of coaching, it's kind of bullying, one or the other. But he's he's out there pushing, he's pushing me, so I assume he's doing that same. Thing yeah, we with could, his teammates. We could go up and down the lineup, you know, and uh, we, I mean, uh, I, I got to give a special shout out to Michael Campbell 
Michael Campbell Sr. He's yeah, going to be number a, two. He's going to be our 157 pounder on the wrestling team, and this is a guy who just like he he committed himself early on in his high school career to being a great football player, wrestler. Uh, he's going to play lacrosse again. He's played lacrosse. I mean, he's a multi-sport athlete. He's an absolute talent on the field. He's all conference, and uh, I'm so excited for him to see him out there to be able to play for a state championship. So. Yeah. Really, Michael really Campbell. proud of Michael Campbell. Great kid, great family. Bit of a knucklehead in my class sometimes. <laughs> Michael, you know what I'm talking about. But I've got nothing but respect for him. He's a great kid. Yeah. And he yeah. works hard out there. He And he's had some crucial plays this year, too. Yeah, absolutely. Number That's two, a- you see number two making tackles, and you're like, who just hit that guy? Yeah. It was him, and it, and it mattered. So. Yeah, 157-pounder on the wrestling team and a hell of a football player, and he's going to go down. You know, here's the thing. I don't want to be too... I won't be too too nostalgic about this, and I don't want to be too pie in the sky, but, like, we've been talking about these names, like Rourke and Griffin and Milhouse and McHale. Did we mention We did. We mentioned Joey Wing, but we've been talking about, like, these names for 28 years. Tom Schiavone. And, and again, we are a, I like to say, yeah, we're a suburb, but but you know what? Ada Cascade, Forest Hills, Central, Ranger Country, we are a hometown, and we're going to cheers these guys. I don't care how it goes, and I shook all these guys' hands after class, and I said, "Listen, I've been, I've been in a state finals. I've been in the state finals a few times, and I said, you know, it, it, it's hard to really comprehend what you're going to experience, but enjoy it. And you got a banner in the gym. We're putting up a banner yeah. to Forest Hills Central football, which is incredibly hard, you know. And, and 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 I love wrestling, and I know how hard it is, but I tell you what, basketball and football." To try to put a banner up in the gym to win a state championship, you got to, you know, the the, the the lunar calendar has to be right. Everything's got to be good. You've got to have the right roster. You got to have the right season. You can't get hit with the, inj- the 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 injury bug. Like this is a huge deal. We have a banner now. Let's go get a white one so we can fly that state championship flag. The crazy thing about a state championship, you know this as well as anybody. You are extraordinarily motivated right you're hanging everything's on the line but that other team is coming to the field with that exact same mentality yeah maybe in the playoffs not always everybody is yeah, as focused as they should be but you guarantee that de la salle yeah let's not let's they're not coming working it yeah everything let's, they got let's not confuse the fact that de la salle's a bunch of savages man they're they're tough and they're coached by dan roan dan roan won four state titles at west catholic as their head coach it's a it's a private school it's a boys school i mean it's they're going to come to play but here's the deal I have full confidence. I've been there at 7 a.m. I've seen these guys run the track. I've seen these guys on the field. I know what they're made of. They're made of a tough alloy that is a combination of grit, guts, freaking blood, sweat, and tears. Gross. And uh, <laughs> and 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 I am and I am convinced. Like these guys want it. They don't give a rip who they're playing. They didn't care. They didn't care about. They wanted Mona Shores. They wanted. Dre- they wanted nobody, Dexter. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody thought we were going to beat Mona Shores. And nobody. Nor if there were Vegas odds, we would have been minus 600 against Mona Shores yeah. because there's history there. And we took him. And we took, we took uh, East Lansing. And Dexter was supposed to be three kids going to the Big Ten. Come on. Right. But our guys didn't blink. They didn't care. They knew that they were going to make it. And they, I'm sold, man. Yeah, I will be shocked if we don't win this state championship, Brad. Yeah, yeah. but I, but but I. Here's the deal. However, it shakes out. I want to say this. I'm incredibly proud of them. I'm incredibly proud you know, to know the coaching staff and to consider them my friends. Uh, these are these are guys that put in in a wild amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 and the athletes, not just physically, but also mentally. Yeah, 
Yeah, the, and, 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 and to, to, to take it a step further, the players, they're baptized in the waters of Thornapple River. Like, they're just good old-fashioned Forestville Central guys that are playing football with each other, with their friends. We don't have move-ins. We don't have transfers. We don't have school of choice kids. We are getting it done with the kids that are born right here. Small that town are, Cascade. Small town Cascade Ada. And I tell you what, uh, I can't wait to watch it. I, I got my black state championship gear that I'm putting on. Every one of my kids has one, and uh, looking forward to going down, man. Actually, I need to pick mine up at some point. I don't know where I get that, but I bought <laughs> we, it. We better wrap this up. We're going longer than anticipated, but hopefully you can listen to this on the way down yep. to the state championship. Yep. Quick shout-out to all my boys that I have in class. Uh, Evan Lubin, Ty Hudkins, Dom Shapani, Joey Wing. Uh, Justin Osterhaus, Ray Cargill, and of course Andrew Nove. Obviously, I love everybody on the team, but those are my boys. Those are, those guys are in class with me all year. Uh, we've developed a rapport, and I will be I will be in it 100. percent I'll be in Ford Field. I will be I'll be screaming, crying, and praying along with you. Yeah. So, so the game is at uh, Friday, 1 p.m. at 1 Ford Field. But more importantly, if you are listening to this point, if you followed us to this point, the team is departing Thursday. Thanksgiving Thursday, November 24th at 5.30 p.m. from FHC. They're going to have a sheriff and an Ada Cascade, Ada and Cascade Fire Department escort out of the service drive. We're asking that anybody that wants to support the team take a break from turkey, take a break from pie, and line the service drive. I will be there. We're going to try to get people. From the here. transportation lot? By uh, bus rush? Yep, from, from, okay. from, the, from the stadium all the way in the service drive. And, uh, you know, honk your horns, uh, bring signs. Whatever, Brad, just come out. Do do you have any body paint? <laughs> I'm just asking for a friend. I don't think anybody wants we to could, see me. I'm, I'm uh, talking <laughs> about me, buddy. Um, paint myself green. Victory for FHC. So so 5:30 p.m. Uh, I'd I'd get there around 5 5:15. They're gonna load the bus. They're gonna head out. Let's send these guys out of st- out with style. And um, so here, here's a cool little little factoid. Our win against Dexter was FHC's 300th program win. Wow. Pretty cool. So looking back, I, I just I'm a history guy. I'm a numbers guy. History. So this year we're 13 and 0. 2021. I'm not going to go back through 8 and 2. Hey, we had a great we, year. We we have made the playoffs. Nobody expected us to be better this year than we were last year. No. Nobody. No. So no. that's another thing. Except the guys we, on the field and the guys in the guys office and and Tim Rogers. Right. And so since 2016, we've made the playoffs. Uh, 2016 was uh, 9 and 3. 2017, we we're 12 and 1. Made the state semifinals against Livonia Franklin. Um, the Tim Rogers era has been nothing short of brilliant. Um, he Possibly came in, legendary. He came in, uh, you know, two and seven, two and seven. And uh, I remember talking to him back in the day. He's like, I just got to get my program in place. I've got to get things going. And uh, sure enough, 2016, we've taken off 12 and one, eight and three, six and two, eight and two, 13 and 0. Uh, back in the day, you know, I'm sure we'll see some of these alumni coming back. Um, thank you, Amber. Thank you, Amber. Appreciate it. And, and, MVP uh, of this podcast MVP. is Amber. Yeah, 2011 and 2010, we had some good years under the Ganfield era. Um, but uh, you go back, and uh, I tell you what, it, it's been interesting. We started football at FHC in the fall of 1959. We had a record of one and seven. Ed Shy was the uh, was the original coach. Ed Shy was the AD, PE teacher, and football coach. Two years later, he went seven and one and won a conference championship and our good friend Cy Dykehouse who was the uh, who was in your Jeep for the uh, the yes. homecoming he was not, he was all conference on that championship team 1959 since, 1961 60, oh, 61 61 okay. so anyways uh, we could go back through the years I bet but Ken uh, George was already teaching at that point no, oh, oh. 
<laughs> John, you always got to like fire one shot off. But uh, anyhow, we're very excited. We wish the, the football team well. Go down and support them. You can buy your tickets online at MHSA.com. Or you can watch them. you can buy them at the ticket booth or you can at buy, Ford Field. I, I would, I'm going to tell you this. I'm buying them in advance. So, so I'm making this recommendation. I would not buy them down at the ticket booth. Uh, our, our wrestling state finals is at Ford Field each year. Last year, we had parents and coaches miss some of our first round matches mm. because they were in line. The lines were too long. Lines were too long. They do not bring the support. They do not bring the proper support. So you, you buy early yeah. and um, no uh, no shade thrown to Ford Field, but I feel like they definitely don't give the credence to this game. Now it might be better for the state finals for football, but for wrestling, they were not prepared. Possibly, possibly. So. So yeah. get your get your tickets, get down there. There are um, general admissions, so you'll be able to get approximately your same spots that you always like to sit and watch the field. That's dark. Right. It's very important to me, Brad. I've got a very I'm gonna superstitious... Look you, uh, I'm going to look you up. i got a spot that I need to sit in. Okay, so. all right. I can't wait to see uh, Joel Schick there, my buddy, my compadre, and uh, see him down there. We haven't gone That's over a, an hour in a long time. We haven't. We are over an hour at we this are, point. We are, but we're having a great time. And again, it takes two hours and 15 minutes to get to Ford Field. So right now, we're just helping people make their way down I-96 to... That's true to uh to i-75 um so a couple things a couple updates volleyball oh, hey, did, one last thing before i'm sorry yeah, tim no. rogers got coach of the week from Dude, the, did he we got get a coach of the year because yeah. he was up for contention for coach of the year at one point yeah so so he was co he was lions coach of the week he is now we're now Which voting on lions coach of the year just like his guys he said they must have run out of, out of coaches because i was the last one on the list he's, gonna, got, he's definitely got that same I'm mentality wax nostalgic the about tim rogers so I've been around a lot of coaches in my day, and uh, I've had a lot of good people in my life. My dad, Rick Catcher, Dave Mills, Matt Becker, um, Tom Borelli at Central Michigan. I've been around some high, high caliber, you know, life-changing coaches. Uh, but I, I've also had the honor of being around Tim Rogers, and uh, this is a man who um, is salt of the earth. He 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 bleeds a standard of excellence. He's, he brings a Southside Chicago grit and ethic that, uh, you know, is complemented by his coaching staff. You know, Greg Hudkins, this is a guy who's won a state championship as a coach. He comes from Monroe County. Todd, Todd Hartman, Dave Fertino, Tony Saltini, all these guys, Mike Ebert. These, these are guys, uh, Jim Gall uh, Trip Gallery from, from Rockford by way of Cedar Springs. Tim Rogers got the right people on the bus. Mm-hmm before he left and, and he and he recruits you know guys like Kevin Zaschek does his film recruit recruited me to come out and help with conditioning you know he gets these he gets everybody on board and uh, Tim Rogers is he, he's not a guy that's going to get up and, and, and give a give a 10 minute speech but I tell you what in the locker room you're going to win the second half yeah he man everything that he coach does, of the year in my book I agree. 100%. And again, it's for multiple reasons because he has taken a core of kids from this town against the odds, and we're in the state finals. And whether or not we win a state finals or not, this is a guy like, hey, you coaching an all boys Catholic school or you, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm getting a little off topic here. That's great. You're, 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 you're taking a, a yeah, really you good deck of cards. From the area, you're taking yeah. a really good deck of cards, and you're, 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 hey, it still takes good coaching it to does. win. It does. Because there's a lot of teams that have great athletes that don't win. So I'm not denigrating those. But Tim takes eh. hometown kids and is very successful. I'm getting I'm, I'm, I'm getting fired up. No, Tim, um, 
we come from an area, Forest Hills, we talked about small town Cascade Ada, but small town Cascade Ada, the, the pressure that the kids put upon themselves for academic, academic achievement is A1 in everybody's book. And for these kids on this football team to give everything they have to football first, not that they're struggling academically, but for them, that's their Great top, students. Their, their most important thing. You ask any one of these kids what matters most to them right now in life, and it is football and doing what coach wants. Right. Whatever he's doing in the locker room, on the field, he has developed a rapport that is the rapport that we talk, we talk about how much coaches can mean to a kid and how they can change you for life, right? Tim has got that. He's got the... the uh, the je ne sais quoi. I don't want to go French, but uh, the unspoken, the un, unnamed thing, he's got it. The kids will lay down everything they have for him. Correct. He's got it. He's doing it right. So Yeah, I, I, I'm, we're rooting for you guys. And uh, hopefully you're listening to this as families on the way down. And uh, I mean, you, know, you can play it on the bus too, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, when I'm going into a situation like this, I'd be I'd – be, uh, It'd be like nonstop Rocky music. I was going to say, I'd be listening to, um, I have a playlist I listen to before uh, Slow Pitch Softball that gets me hyped up. I would probably be doing the same thing if I was them. Nonstop, on a loop, my most intense music to get me amped. Uh, hopefully they get great breakfast, they get out there and they have great practice session, and they leave that field, regardless of the outcome, with no regrets. Yeah. So good luck, Rangers. Go, Rangers. Victory for FHC. Yeah. Um, so, uh, lastly, and we're finishing up here. We're going over an hour. But, uh, again, I'm going I'm to say this. Look for your Ada Cascade Bugle. Shameless plug. But, but again, it's, it's for the community. Um, I think our fourth edition is going to be our best one yet. I'm, 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 I'm understanding, John, why there's editors. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I read my, my recent – I'm not going to show you. Um, but our recent, uh, our recent edition has about four – little tiny errors in it that only maybe I would pick up. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to get somebody like you or Lisa or my mom to, to edit it. And our fourth edition, I'm already working on it. It's going to be our best one yet. And if you could help us, if you're out there, if you're a business, if you're a family and you want to see this continue and you want to see that 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 ring of the community continue, uh, we could certainly appreciate your, your support. And, and uh, that'll be getting out here uh, soon. So Anyways, John, very exciting. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Well, funny you should say that about editing because after this I'm going to go home and edit the first uh, 30, 40, uh, 45 pages of the yearbook because they're due in two days. And I have to uh, and upload had, this. I've had my editors pour over them, but I've already gone through and tried to correct kids' names sure. oh, and yeah. spelling and grammar and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's agonizing, but I'm trying to make the best product I can because this is made by the kids for the kids. But I do have my in-laws coming into town today at some point. Whoa. I, I'm cooking all parts of the Thanksgiving dinner. Get out of here. Other than the turkey. My, my father-in-law, Craig, is going to deep fry two turkeys in my backyard. So if you hear the fire trucks, <laughs> that's why. Um, Chief Majors be on standby. He does live only like three houses away from me. So I might just give him a call and say, <laughs> uh, Adam, just be on the lookout. Craig is not the most <laughs> reliable of guys, but he can, fr he can fry meat turkey. So it's going to be a good time. I, I'm, I'm feeling 
blessed to have uh, the family and friends that I have in my life. Obviously, that's what Thanksgiving's all about. Absolutely. I'm getting together with my my, my first, no, my second circle. You said first circle's family, second circle is your close friends. Yeah. A lot of them are coming over to my buddy Andy, the Bulls house, right. on Saturday for okay. the Michigan-Ohio State game. You're welcome to come and bring the family if you want. Thank you. We're going to have charcuterie boards, meats and cheeses, and football. Meats hey, and cheeses and football, Will you have crudite? I, I, I might have an amuse-bouche. <laughs> if you. <laughs> coup contra coup? What are we... I, I learned that word this fall, and I was like, what the hell? Anyways. I'm pretty sure um, I just said brain injury. Coup, yeah, coup right. contra coup. Yeah, so, hey, we're, we're, we're getting off kilter here. Enjoyed. I'm about to enjoy my Euro. Squeaky wheels were great here. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We're at the Ada, Cass, or the Ada Garage Bar. Ada Garage Bar. And uh, I, I love the location. Last location we were at is Frosty Boy. And, uh, and I love that place, too. Yeah, I think, we, I think our next one needs to be at... Uh, Gravel Bottom. I'd really like to get to Gravel Bottom. We need to do Gravel Bottom. Uh, my, my heart belongs to Gravel Bottom. Yeah, I love the Garage Bar. The Garage Bar's gotten a lot better, too. The food's always been good. The drinks have always been good. The service. But the, you see these little tiles on the ceiling, Brad? Yeah. These noise-absorbing. Oh. They didn't have these when they first opened. And it was intensely loud in here, but they have... Uh, that has helped it considerably. The sound has... Uh, I mean, we couldn't have recorded a podcast no, last year here at this time. So, so uh, in closing... 28 years to the day. One hour and nine central. minutes later. Four still central. 28 years to the day. Fought for state finals. Uh, Tim McGee, legendary coach. Uh, legendary players. Guys that we've been toasting for the last 30 years. We've got a new batch. we got a new batch of guys that we're going to be talking about for years to come. And I, I, I really believe this isn't our last season like this. Um, we've, got the we've got the tools in the chest. We've built a program. I know that our youth program, uh, under the likes of uh, Bill Chop, uh, a program that Greg Richardson had a hand in building. We got great coaches like Brad Myers and Clay Hadinger and uh, Joe Bailey and uh, Matt Miliskevich. We've got these great coaches, uh, Nick Catcher. Um, we're going to have years of success to come, but it's going to take hard work. It's going to take embracing the suck. And uh, we got to prove it every time we go out on the field. Our guys are going to prove it. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Go Rangers. And then, uh, hey, wrestling season's right around the corner. Ate a chili, beer, uh, uh, chili, chili and beer festival. So we have a lot of fun yet to, With yet all to the have. vegetarian options. <laughs> a lot of Air vegetarian quotes. options. So um, check Maybe. out the Ada Cascade Bugle. And in, in the meantime, do three things for me. Use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, it is probably wrong. And... Nothing good happens after midnight. Thank, happy Thanksgiving, Ranger Country. I'm thankful to live in such a great community. Ranger Country, I am going to ask you to be the change that you want to see in the community. Don't just wait for somebody else to do it. Do it yourself. I'm going to say that um, I'm also thankful for this community and all the amazing people that I know here and all the experiences that I've had in this community. And I want to see you at Ford Field. That is my Thanksgiving, Christmas, and birthday wish. Everybody, Wait. December 15th, I'm going to be, oh, there you go. my birthday's right. coming up. So I'm asking you out there, go support our team. Win or loss, these guys deserve our support. So be there, be there for them, do what you can. All right, take care, Ranger Country. This has been a great episode. We love you. We'll see you again soon.